Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products like Venom heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Thank you very much for listening. This is the Friday Night Manchester Football Social. We have covered absolutely loads in this, looking at worst City disrespectful to Burton Albion, what's the deal with the empty seats, having a look ahead to the Man United game against Tottenham and, of course, City's game against Wolves. Hope you enjoy it. Thank you very much for listening. Manchester Football Social. Good evening and welcome to the Manchester Football Social. It's Friday night and since the last time we were with you, Manchester City have scored 16 goals in two cup games. I am Natalie Pike and I am a very happy Manchester City fan. And joining me in the studio tonight, also representing the Blue Half and looking as happy as I am, we're joined by Adam Keyworth, who's one of the original Blue Moon Rising crew. And now he's here... As a free-thinking City fan who can say whatever he wants. Good evening, Adam. Good evening, you all right? Yeah, what, what are you looking forward to talking about tonight? Uh, I want to bring up whether City's 9-0 win in the week was disrespectful or not. Ooh, interesting. Yeah, we've had quite a few texts about that already. And then from the red half of Manchester, we've got two people in the studio tonight so that they can defend themselves equally. Please welcome, obviously, from the Wednesday Club and from the full-time Red Devils, we've got Joe. Good evening, Joe. Uh, Good evening. How are we? Yes, fine, fine now. All the better for seeing you. Thank you, Joe. Yeah, yeah, I'm really looking forward to tonight. Uh, Obviously, we try and even it out of name. uh, Same Manchester City fans on, same Manchester United fans on. Last week, it was two against one. I've got a friend uh, who I'm sure you're going to introduce next. So it's 2-2, and I'm looking forward to it. Good, I'm very glad Joe's got a friend, and you've got a friend as well in Statman Dave, YouTuber, Man United fan, and general statty geeky expert. (laughs) <laughs> exactly. Today, I'm excited about talking about disrespect that Manchester City showed Burton Albion. But more importantly, I want you guys who are listening uh, to call in 0345 111 7625. 
Is this a cup final for the Manchester United job? Of course, that is Pochettino versus Solskjaer at Wembley. Get involved. Or if you want to text in again, 87711. Get involved. Yes. Yeah, thank you. Loads to talk about tonight. And as as Dave said, you can get involved. This is your show. So please do feel like you can text us, 87711. You can tweet us at the MCRC Footy Social. And you can give us a ring anytime. We've already had a few people call up wanting to come on tonight. So we're going to be getting them on very soon. But as I mentioned, before we were on air last Friday... City have scored 16 goals in two cup competitions. The, yeah, boring, away, aren't they, Dave? Boring, 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 aren't they, Dave? Laugh boring, boring, boring. And of course, on Wednesday night, we played Burton Albion in the semi, semi-final, guys. Just an FYI, that yeah, means just that you're, you've done well. Been you your fans some of your fans showed yeah, up, though, you know what I mean? Like, fans that, yeah. Jeez, Whoa. don't get tickets away, could you? Don't point out it's the semi-final to us. Yes, yes, fine, fine. Give them a just blues. Take a breath. You, you say give them a second. There, you say <laughs> give them a second. There, They've got nothing else to gloat about. Before we go on, moving on to this silly disrespect and seat talk that's been going on. Adam and I are going to have a nice discussion about the nine-nil semi-final victory that we had on Wednesday night. Adam, did you enjoy yourself watching nine goals in one night? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it was in, as enjoyable as it was. When it got to five, six, and seven within about ten minutes, it did start feeling a little bit harsh. But I, I was—I just wanted ten in the end. I wanted ten. I wanted to see what was going to happen on the scoreboard. Like I wanted to see if it was going to like explode or something, or like just go back to one. <laughs> That's what we're saying. They've got the nine up, and the nine's massive. How are they going to fit ten? Right. I've got <laughs> the graphics man was having an absolute <laughs> having a meltdown like, in the stands. Not nine. But no one was leaving because everyone thought, "Oh, I may as well." Try and stick around here and see ten. Yeah, which, definitely. Which was quite entertaining, but no. Watch it, Joe. He's he's getting ready to talk. Just stay quiet for a minute. Let us talk about the game, and then we'll move Nine on to you. Well done, guys. Thanks. Thanks. What did you think, Adam, when you saw the team sheet come out and and see some of the world's greatest footballers on that? Yeah, just take that, you two. By the way. <laughs> um, no, it was great because we talked before the show and we said that he's learned his learned from his mistakes from the FA Cup last year against Wigan. Um, he's definitely learnt from that Bristol City first leg last year where we just scraped it. Aguero scored the, the winner really late on. And this year, especially with the fixture pile up with the FA Cup and Liverpool think they've got a free run at it, uh, with them only being in, in two competitions, all legs in one basket, it gives us that week off now. So the second leg now, we can play whoever he wants. And if he, if he does go full strength again, that really is then we can talk about harsh but no it was uh it was good get it out the way get it done like he said we're, we are in the final and that's not him being arrogant or us being arrogant it's just imagine we're not so. yeah de- definitely and considering we we've got the on the sunday before uh, the 20th we're going to have um, huddersfield away in the premier league the following saturday at three o'clock we've got burnley in the next round of the fa cup so i think the fact that we can effectively put out a, a be okay with putting out a weakened team. And when I say a weakened team, I, I'd hope it would be a team full of full of youth, and yep. that will hopefully shut you lot up as well. Well, well why there's a debate about about the nine nil, and I'm sure we're going to have City fans calling in and getting in touch. Is because there was some level of disrespect, is what people said. It was disrespectful for you to score nine nil, wasn't it? Seven nil, you brought Bernardo Silva from because that's what you need when you're seven nil up another attacking player. <laughs> Sorry, Phil, not fans today. Stuck in traffic, thousands of them couldn't get through uh, one of the junctions from Stoke to. Manchester, and they could only just hear the fact that their team was getting beat 7 8 9 nil. And some people, uh, the one gentleman in particular, Mark Ogden, uh, took to Twitter and said Man City were disrespectful. 
Right. I, I would have replied to Mark, but he blocked me on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, of course he did. So now I'll reply to him. It would have been disrespectful if it's 6-0. No. Pep went, do you know what? We'll take the keeper off. We'll, we'll yeah. put a kid in net. It was like, what, what do you expect us to do? But you can't win, really, can you? you That's you what I said. Disrespectful, aren't they, Dave? But massively, wait a minute. massively this is Mark disrespectful. O- this is Mark Ogden's actual tweet, and I'll have to put a beep in there. There's also <laughs> a professional etiquette of not taking the beep. Debatable whether City could have eased up after six. Let's be honest, though, it wasn't 13-0. Stockport County beat Halifax Town in 1934, and also Newcastle did the same feat against Newport County in 1946. That's why City didn't score enough goals. You know what I'm saying? Just off the top. Right, right, hold on a minute. Before I tell you what I think about this, um, we do have a City fan on the line. So, uh, welcome, Daniel. Good evening. Good evening, guys. Good evening, Daniel, you disrespectful person. (laughs) Daniel, are we right or wrong to think that City were being a bit disrespectful? Completely wrong. Yes! For starters, I mean, you've got to remember there were six or seven players who wouldn't get in our first team. We were playing the other night. There was no Edison, there was no Laporte, Stones, Fernandinho, Aguero, Sterling. So... Players were arrested as well. I think it shows what depth in squad we've got. Um, For you, does it annoy you then? Because I know I'm only trying to wind people up here. Would it annoy (laughs) you as a City fan that even if you did get an unbelievable win like that, the media and people still try and find something to have a go at you at? I think it doesn't annoy me. It used to annoy me. It doesn't now. Uh, I think they always seem to want to put a negative spin on everything we do, whether it's empty seats, which I know you what like to go on about. <laughs> uh, we'll get on to we'll that. Oh, uh, you know, they seem to want to put a negative spin on it. And I think we're the only team I'd known to score nine goals and receive criticism for it after. I, I think you're bang on there, Daniel, that we did rest most of the, the first team. And then we're, we're seven, the Bruyne. seven, seven, <laughs> like you just said, seven, seven of our first. No, he was right. coming back from it, fitness, though. It was a perfect yeah, chance yeah, for him yeah. to play. Well, he walked down the tunnel, and we—I thought he was injured from where I was sat. I thought, oh no, he's gone straight down the tunnel. Apparently, that's what—that's what you want, though, isn't yeah, it? Apparently, he was angry he that he came off. Like, he wanted to go on and probably make it. He wanted thirteen, no, fourteen to break the record. English football. <laughs> Daniel, do you do you think that um, could you, from a you know try and see it from the other side? If it had been against us. Would you have felt more disrespected, though, if a team had started to suddenly ease up and knock the ball around? And I don't know, I mean, what were they asking? Can you imagine if the second half we were strolling about, keeping the ball, and, you know, there was no intensity? It would be more disrespectful to yeah. do that. Who knows how many you'd get in the next down. next year's semi-final. Yeah, uh, absolutely. If that was the case. I think yeah. the other two points are, no-one even batted an eyelid when uh, Spurs brought Harry Kane on against Tranmere. Mm. They were 6-0 up and he got the seventh, and... Every, um, Pochettino's response was quite good to it that, though, really to be fair. Good. He was, really he was saying that, look, he wanted to show the fans that had come from Tranmere one of the greatest strikers in this football. I think that was quite a nice touch. Yeah, he did score a goal, no one seven nil, but it was quite... All right, well, we wanted to show Burton Albion one of the world's greatest players, so <laughs> you're welcome, Burton. And uh, thank you very much, Daniel, yeah, for thanks, that. I am thanks, totally Daniel. on your yeah. side. Now, I'm a little bit nervous now. We've got another City fan on the lines. I'm wondering if he's got a different opinion. And okay. do you know what? All opinions are welcome on this show. So, hiya, Phil, good evening. Good evening, Nat. Good evening, everybody. Oh, hello, right. Phil. How are we? We're all right. <laughs> all right. <laughs> no, I'm nervous. No, I don't. I'm not nervous, Phil. I feel I follow Phil on Twitter. Phil's a, a black uh, taxi driver. Are you, Phil? Yes, 
that's me. Oh, I, felt it gets oh, me. I know Phil. Phil I is heard you on the man. other the on, on the other show. Yes, Phil was giving it out on the on Twitter on the uh, over the week, weren't you? Now you believe well, you, uh, <laughs> you you're on my side, aren't you, Phil? Yeah. Come on, I mean, if Roger Federer is playing tennis against somebody, does he does he play the last set with a snooker cue if he's six nil, six nil, five nil up? Yeah, you know, it, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous. It is. We we we. It was, the story should have been about. Burton's great run to the semi-final and going to play Manchester City and, and coming up short. Not how many they came up short by. That, that, that's the story. Not, not disrespect. It's absolutely ridiculous. If we just, and the other thing is, if we'd have stopped at 6-0, and this might sound a bit extreme, that's tantamount to match fixing. They just said, well, why did you stop? I agree. Why, I why agree with you. you? Yeah. Why did you stop at six? And, and they'd, have been, they'd have been investigating half the players. Oh, did you have a bet on six? <laughs> 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 did you have a to bet be on fair, six? We missed, enough, we missed enough chances as well. Well, we did, but you know, did, did, did you, just, you play for 90 minutes, and that's for the second leg, and Nas just said it about Harry Kane. We owe it to the Burton supporters who paid good money to, to watch that second leg at Burton to put a half-decent team out, and I'm sure Pep will. You know, it's their only chance to see these players. It's going to be some game, that second leg, though, isn't it, Phil? I mean, I... Yeah, I'm I, getting nervous if he gets to six, <laughs> I'm more interested to see what team Burton put out. Yeah, exactly. The Does the away goal count in the uh, in the Carabao? <laughs> <laughs> could be interesting, could it? Um, you need a calculator if we get that many away goals, <laughs> wouldn't you? Phil, do you agree um, as well with um, what we were saying um, earlier, which I've now totally forgot what we were saying earlier. Right, it's gone out of my head, right so that was good a start, great Nat. start there. Uh, Thank you for that. Uh, Phil, uh, we're obviously going to get on to um, the empty seats debate, but we know you obviously strongly uh, couldn't be bothered about that one either, because I see you on Twitter. Uh, but going into um, what Nat was probably talking about is you were able to have a rest. You can rest some of your key players in the second leg, and that means your Premier League defence can be even stronger. So Pep and what Alex said before, Pep has learnt from what happened last season when you were uh, when it was the semi-finals again of the Carabao Cup. It was Bristol, wasn't it, Adam? Yeah. And it was like yeah, two one. Yeah, yeah. Just happened Just. to get through. So you can see that Pep's learnt, and he Phil. Yeah, he's, le- he's definitely learned his lesson and he's, he's, it's vital that we have everybody fresh for the second half of the season. You know my feelings on Liverpool, Joe. They're well documented. <laughs> they're gonna, they're Just, give out wobble. your Twitter at the end of this. People yeah, can yeah, go read for themselves. Yeah. The Reds are starting to wobble, right? <laughs> they, they are. And I think they'll drop points this weekend as well. And we, we need... I mean, De Bruyne, he did the right thing with De Bruyne. He went down the tunnel because it was freezing. I'd have gone straight down there. I wish I could have gone in the shower with him. Oh, that sounds bad. <laughs> You know what I mean? I wish I could have gone in the shower with him. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of people probably agree with there, Phil. They wouldn't have said it on radio, though. I, uh, no, I have yes, to. Yeah. Right, Phil, do tell us, what is your Twitter, Phil? Because I want to follow you now. And your dream shower scenario as well, I think. Uh, well, I'll put that in a private message. <laughs> It's at Phil the Old Mod 58. Phil the Old Mod 58. We'll make sure <laughs> we'll tweet you in that. Cheers, Phil. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Phil. It's my birthday today as well. Oh, happy birthday, Phil. Light a candle, close the curtains, and think about going out for a, going out for a curry. And Cheers, Leroy, Leroy Shiny's <laughs> birthday as well, so you might see him out for a curry, Phil.
I'm Brian Robson's. <laughs> I'm Brian Robson's. Oh, all the in, the, in the interest of balance. <laughs> Not, the knowledge on this show is incredible. <laughs> Phil, thank you very much, Thanks, mate. Thanks, Phil. Bye-bye. See you, mate. Oh, I love that. I love wants to go for a shower in with uh, the ginger <laughs> prince himself. Yeah. Pit, Kevin and now I've been on his Twitter, I can see him. All I can see in my head now is... He's... <laughs> Kevin. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. I um, I do recognise him. Has he been on the... Is it the, the Wednesday yes, club? Yes, he was on, on the on Wednesday show times. he brought and He's just a wonderful friend of the shows. Uh, and we can, we should, uh, we're trying... I mean, you might know Kevin De Bruyne, when you... You know, when he comes in off no, the Not coach. enough to ask him if he wants to have a shower. <laughs> well, maybe by the end of the season then. <laughs> so, yeah, Phil is indeed a friend of the show. And do you know what? We, we're looking for more friends. We want more friends. Yeah. So we'd like you to become our friends. So you can get in touch with us by calling 0345 by texting 87711 or getting us on Twitter, of course. MCR Footy Social. I always struggle to say that, you know. MCR Footy Social. Thanks, Joe. Footy bit. Yeah, so after the break, we are going to start looking at this. What I think, and you know, I'm, I put, I'm playing my hand straight out there, everybody. This absolutely ridiculous talk about <laughs> empty seats. Now I can see Dave. Joe and Dave looking Good at each like other. A cat over there. <laughs> they're like, they're like ready to go. I'm oh. holding them back. I'm about to turn the microphones down because we need to go and do the travel. Um, we're going to talk about that now. I really would love to know what you think about. It. We've already had quite a few texts coming in this week. So of course, Jamie Carragher has, has, has said something on Twitter about us having empty seats and. Um, when I say us, obviously Man City having empty seats, blah, 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 whatever. That's how I feel about it. I feel quite strongly about it. And I'll I'll also um, explain to you a bit more about why I feel quite strongly about that when we come back. But I would really, really love to know what you think about it. So do get in touch and we'll be back in a minute. Manchester Football Social. Welcome back. It is the Friday night Manchester football social. And if you've just joined us, you've already missed a lively debate about our Manchester City disrespectful. We've had a couple of callers on. The lovely Phil telling us about who we'd like to get in the shower with. So if you uh, if you did miss that, you'll want to be downloading that on our wonderful podcast. <laughs> um, before the break there, we asked you what you were thinking about the reaction to... Oh, well, say reaction. The constant comments that City seem to get about empty seats. Now, this is again reared its ugly head after the semi-final on Wednesday, where the game was not sold out. I think the crowd was something like was it thirty-two thousand? I think something like that. Um, but of course, it's something that's kind of been used against City for many. I mean, God, many seasons now, many, many, many years now. Jamie Carragher made a comment about um, City can't even fill there. And do you know what? As I'm speaking, I'm trying to do this semi, you know, professionally and everything. And all I can see out the corner of my eye is Joe McGrath sitting with his smirky little I've face. I've not got anything. I'll go around here. Go, Joe. Sorry. Go on. Here, say what you want to say, Joe. Go I'll on. Say uh, hello. Uh, no, I'm not going to say anything. Uh, <laughs> although that, you, you carry on with Jamie Carrier because if people don't know, he did do a tweet, which, which you know, is his place to do a tweet? I suppose he just wanted to have a dig at City, didn't he? Easy then, clicks, easy likes. Easy clicks, easy likes. Easy replies from City fans. Indeed. Uh, so, obviously, the empty seats just took a life of its own because if you can't have a dig at City because they're wonderful on the pitch and scoring nine goals in the semi-final, you're going to have to dig them some way and somehow uh, because you've just got it's football in it, you've got to have a dig at something. And they took it upon themselves, the footballing world, to have a dig at City about the empty seats. I've got a, a bit of a conclusion for me as a United fan personally about how far that empty seats dig can really go. Um and I, I, but, but before I give that conclusion, I, I understand that Dave would like to say a few words. I think Dave's got. Some. No, no, we're, yeah, we're getting some stats close, but I think it's an interesting side because 
City apparently tried to get the tickets away to local communities and local schools, which I think is a good thing. I think that's a yes, good thing to see. And there's a the positive side of it. But at the same time, it's a semi final of the cup. And you think like that should be full. That that is a, an mm-hmm. exciting thing. Like that is a trophy. In Manchester, obviously we're blessed with two very good footballing sides, and we have done in you know City recently with yep. the money and that they they are competitive. But it seems a bit strange that they are what they are twenty three thousand and eight people <laughs> under the attendance. That's like you know if we look look at a percentage of how full that is uh, you know overall we're rocking at nearly nearly like forty percent forty forty five percent of not being full which for a semi final you'd expect any other club let's take a Leeds United right Ellen Road would be packed if it was a semi final is that not because they haven't seen this for many years but at the Just same time th- but then that's spoiled. yeah again. take Absolutely. a Tottenham Dave if you're, you know well, if you're if you're looking at this fairly take yeah. a Tottenham v Chelsea. Which, again, the same, the same thing. Like, is, the League Cup may be... Is it the League Cup? It could be. The big thing with the League Cup is I think you need to reformat that and the FA yeah. Cup. You need more um, prevalence on winning that. There needs to be yeah. a Champions League spot for whoever wins that trophy. Devil's then it advocate. gets competitive. Devil's Advocate, the Everton semi-final a couple of years ago, I can't remember when that was now. That, again, we had those empty seat vibes. I wonder, A, if it's the competition, B, the amount of fixtures that we've got at home. Mm-hmm. Just... We just had over fifty-two thousand for uh, Rotherham at home. So third round of the it, FA Cup. It's got it's got to be more about the price. That who you're playing against doesn't seem to really matter because we just played Rotherham on a Sunday. Mm. Go over fifty thousand. I think one of the key things from a City fan's point of view and someone who goes like Nat, Nat does, there's thirty thirty-five thousand who'll go every week, regardless of who we're playing, when we're playing, doesn't matter what time, they'll go. The pool we don't have yet. We've only been at the top table for not not even a decade. No, we haven't got. We haven't got. you. We haven't got that following that we can just drag out for these games. We haven't got that yet. We haven't. But, got. but but again, I see. I take your point on that. But then when you look at the Tottenham Chelsea game, oh, yeah. it's forty thousand. You know, that's a mass. That's two big teams. Um, that's a London derby. That's at Wembley, and they're getting forty thousand. So I don't think this is a city thing. I think there is definitely an argument that it is something to do with the competition. Um, and you know, even though I love, I love it. We've won it. You know, a good few times. It's a trip to Wembley. It's still number four on your list when you're, you know, looking in the Champions yep. League of trophies. Yep. I think a, a solution could be going to the similar as, uh, that we do for the FA Cup. Up, although not at Wembley, go to a neutral venue, one-legged semi-final at a neutral venue, and that venue would sell out definitely. Yeah, one one leg would make a hell of a difference. Yeah, it would do as well. That second leg just really kills the game. Especially off. when you're playing Burton and you think we've got two legs of this. Right, yeah. just just going back to, to obviously compare it with the Manchester United one. Um, United had sixty-five thousand seven hundred ninety-eight was the attendance against uh, Hull City in the last time United won the League Cup which is more full than City's but ground. Obviously, that's 65 out of 70, 75. And also, your fans are forced to purchase those tickets. Forced? Or they want to go and support Manchester United, Your fans Joe. have to. Are they still doing that this season, or did that get wiped out? Okay, okay. They had to. If you, owned, if you had a season ticket in Manchester United, you had to purchase a cup yeah, ticket. Just, just going to be down, because Dave... You didn't have to that. go. That's fine, that's fine. Oh, Let's he's play been, numbers. He's, he's absolutely reeled me right <laughs> I've fallen straight for this. Last time United played Burton. Oh, yeah, well, this oh, was... Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, I'm not having this. See, see? Yeah, it. Last time. It. And that was 54,000, which, granted, was still 20,000 more. But it's 50... Yeah, exactly, 20,000. Yeah. Thousand more Man United 20, fans in Manchester. That was a third round. Was it a fourth round of the FA Cup? Uh, it doesn't matter. It's it's in the Carabao Cup. I think 
When you really dig into this empty does seats it business, really it doesn't really matter. At the end <laughs> Was of the it actually day? people that were dressed as blue seats? That's what the they say, Dave. Oh, Dave, really? I want to get involved. Think, you know, there's a there's a number you can call on oh three you know four five triple one seven six two five to and join the debate. And people have got involved. There's been some juicy texts. You know what? And I have to actually read some of these out. Yeah, okay, so yeah. Daniel Connor said something that only seems targeted at us. Nobody mentioned fifty thousand plus versus Rotherham. Well, you did, Adam. Nobody mentioned a half empty <laughs> stadium for a London derby. I did, Daniel. So we've got you back there, mate. Yeah, that's a bad um, point. Gemma Leach said, yeah. <laughs> Gemma Leach said can, un- um, can understand people not wanting to go as we've played so many home matches in close succession, but it was a semi-final and it is a little embarrassing. John Nichols said, the banter isn't as lazy as all the City fans who didn't want to go to the semi but did want to go to the Liverpool game. Again, yeah, they, these are the things. I, I think mean, the, the, that Tottenham one we can't ignore. That's The Tottenham Chelsea is one of the most like, fierce rivals now in London. They, they really don't like each other. And for them to only have 40,000 is arguably worse than City having 35 at home in a semi-final. They're both bad. Let's put it that way. They're both not good. But then maybe there's a, uh, a lack of connection between club, price of the tickets, fans and price X, Y and Z. was great. It was 15 quid yeah, for an adult and it was five for a ch- child. Yeah. Maybe, maybe if you ask nicely, it probably... Would be free. Uh, let's because just you know it me. Because you know me. Oh, yeah, not because yeah, you go around getting free no, tickets, great. guys. Well, and you, you know what? what? If they get to it next year, it'll be an absolute Hopefully they get 36,000. That's just an improvement, please, Joe. Who wouldn't want to take their kid who's a City oh, fan, yes. a young City mm-hmm. fan, to see nine goals? To be fair, that's the final point I wanted to make was there was loads of schools there, right? Loads of young yeah. kids. Dad's taking the kids. Mum's taking the kids. And they got to see City with nine. And they'll still come so to Old Trafford every they, week. They and, will now want to go and see it. And quickly, just before we move on, you, on this, Dave's going to hit Tottenham. Just, I'm going to hit Dave in a minute. <laughs> yeah. Because his face, his face is, is red with excitement about this. The fact no, that he's winding no. us up. Um, it's, I think this this whole issue is something that football fans should also be united in. Yeah, because um, regardless of who you support, uh, there is a huge majority of football fans that are still working middle class that cannot afford to mm. go to every single football game going yeah. and I don't think that we should belittle fans because they can't afford to go to every no, game and I think it's yeah and I think it's actually um, ridiculous that there is journalists out there and let's just remember they do not pay to go to football mm-hmm. journalists it is their job yeah. and there is a lot of journalists out there I hear people saying you know I've been to 2,000 games well you've never paid to be you never paid to attend a game mm. you're going as part of your job you don't know what it's like to have to book annual leave to go to a football to have to pay for your travel your trains to go to football to have to pay for your ticket i still pay for my season ticket and have done for 21 years so i understand what it costs to go to football so as football fans we should stick together on the fact that the cost of football is spiraling and it is not realistic to go to every game yeah no 100 i think if you look at the, the price and the increase over the last few years it's, it's ridiculous some of the clubs it's just you know it's forcing uh, people out of the game which is not what we want and it's it's that collective attitude but maybe for a solution Elongate the FA Cup. Make the FA Cup a season-long competition. So Put the League Cup in the bin. <laughs> Everyone will have a good time. Right, yeah. I suppose we could do that. Right. Uh, this right. Is, I love that. Like, there's, been a lot social. Of, there's been a lot of City talk there as well, haven't Yeah, there? there's a lot of yeah. City talk. We're talking about City it? for half an hour. Let's talk about United, Spurs, the crunch match. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. All these first tests, as everyone's calling it, his first test, Dave. Mm. Surely, Dave, he's going to get all three points, right? Well, I think so. I think the big thing with this game is that you've got to see Spurs are a real force in the Premier League at the moment. The, the football that they're playing has been absolutely scintillating. I think the likes of Son, Eriksen, 
Ali and you've got Kane within the same team that's super flexible that can open you up in so many different ways you know you take that Harry Kane goal from a few weeks ago where he was on the right hand side cuts in and smashes it from 30 yards on his left foot his weaker foot this Spurs team has a lot of quality and it's all about Pochettino building this team up so it means that Oli may have to do something slightly different Oli Gunnar Solskjaer is a manager that likes playing a back four for me this this game screams player back three against Spurs I think United played quite well in the first half against Spurs at home the second half was an absolute disaster but they played well in that first half and I think that was from playing a back three and being able to deal with Spurs' new system the 4-4-2 diamond Well we've actually got Mike Lee on the line now who's from the Spurs show Mike good evening Hi 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 everyone how are you I'm very well Mike thank you for joining us here on this chat Mike uh, so you got me and Dave who are on the red side, uh, yeah. but also you got to have a think about this on the blue side. Spurs still up there, still could be title contenders. So you've got a keen interest, probably, uh, Nat yeah, and Alex I in the studio about it, who's going to win. You say a sort of keen interest, but I think most Spurs fans realise that we're we're not quite there yet to challenge the City and the Liverpools at the, at the top. Um, you know, a lot is talked about the Spurs squad uh, and the depth. And, and, and this season, unlike many other seasons, we've had quite bad injuries this season. We've had Vitalum out for a long time, Wanyama. We've had certain key players that um, haven't been in the side. And you look at our kind of midfield at the moment, when you've got midfielders sort of Winks and Sissoko in there playing every single game, you kind of realise we're stretched. So I think, I think most Spurs fans this season would love to see us win a trophy and get back into the Champions League for when we finally move into our new stadium. Mike, it's quite interesting, obviously, you speak about Sissoko and Harry Winks, two players that have massively improved under Pochettino. Man United are appearingly being interested in getting the, the Argentinian yeah. coach to Old Trafford next season. What impact for, for people that don't really watch Spurs too much has he made on someone like a Sissoko that was regarded as a pretty poor Premier League player? Well, he, he was he was beyond poor. Uh, I mean, he was the sort of the comedy character in our team, and, and most players, most fans, were scratching their heads for, for a long time. Um, when he came in the team, he was he didn't get a preseason, and they played him wide. And to be quite honest, he was awful, and we didn't quite see what. Pochettino saw. Pochettino liked the fact that he can collect the ball from defence and then move move it forward um, to the sort of front three. But you know, you sort of think, well, that that's it. You know, it's just not. But but what's happened since he's come in the middle, and because of injuries, had to play every week. The old the old adage of you know you you know the, the more games you play, the better the form is. Yeah. That's made the difference. He's suddenly got confidence from nowhere, and without doubt, he's been one of our best players this season and I never thought I'd say that you know it's quite extraordinary and that, that's what that's obviously why United want to get Pochettino because he's proven at taking players who you know aren't very good well don't seem to be very good and improve them and he's done the same with oh god Trippier Son Kane Phil Jones for the Ballon d'Or then maybe Danny Rose they're all players you sort of thought, are these great players? Are they kind of really good Premier League players? And, and he's, he's, he's got the best out of them. And I think that's what United are sort of crying out for with, with some of their players. Yeah, definitely. In terms of danger men for Spurs this season, you know, you mentioned Kane, Ali, Son. Who's the man do you think that will cause United the most problem at the weekend? Well, I mean, Son's, this, is, this is his son's last game before he goes to the Asian Cup. And I think he scored 10 in the last 11 or something extraordinary. He's been playing really, really well. Uh, Kane... He still doesn't see. It's bizarre. We've said all the season. He doesn't feel, to us look fully fit. His pace doesn't seem to be there, but he's still banging them in. Ericsson's 
coming uh, back into form now after having a stomach injury. Deli Ali is getting back to his best. So going forward, we look good. At the back, OK, we've had a couple of clean sheets recently, but at the back, we haven't had a sort of settled back forward because of injuries. It, on Sunday, it will probably be Sanchez out of old... Uh, I'm assuming Trippier and Rose, I would have thought, will be the kind of back four. Um, but I, I think I think with, with the, the, the form that United are finally hitting, um, I think it'll be a very close match on Sunday. Yeah, I think we all do. It's on Mike, in your heart hearts as a Spurs fan, you know, the rumours of Pochettino at Manchester United. Ooh. What does it do to you lot as fans? Do you have one eye on, on the news and the, tr- the, the rumours? To be honest, we're, we're so used to the pro-Man United press we know how it works Manchester United are one of the biggest teams in the world and massive support and if you put them in the front of it or the back of a newspaper people buy it. if you put United headline on the website people use it as clickbait and click on it I know we all know how it works so we kind of take it with a bit of pinch of salt I mean last season don't forget most press said he was definitely going to Real Madrid mm-hmm. he didn't he then signed a five-year contract. He only came out last week in a press conference and said, I'd love to be here for the next 20 years and sort of do what Arsene Wenger does. And all this is glossed over by the press. Even the Times quoted that, and the headline was, he's going to Man United. So I don't <laughs> think he will. And the reason I think he will is I think there's a massive rebuilding job to do at Man United. He's done that at Spurs. Why leave now when, I wouldn't say we're on the cusp of greatness, but certainly as close to where we've been a long time to win a trophy. Well, let, can, I, can I bring Matt, can I bring Nat and yeah. Alex into the cusp of greatest? There's uh, City <laughs> fans. How far away do you think you're off? Because, you, I mean, you are up there now at the minute. How far away do you think you're actually off beating City and getting maybe your hands on the Premier League if Pochettino stays? Um, I think we need another three, four top, top players. And I think with the financial constraints one at the moment, with the stadium build, which has gone hugely over budget, um, I don't think that's going to happen. I mean, you know, the fact we didn't buy anyone in the summer uh, is extraordinary. And in a way, that kind of helps certain fringe players because it meant they had to play them and, like, you know, the Sissokos of this world. But, you know, I think it's going to be a while. We we want to sort of get to the stage when we're finally in the stadium with 62,000 continue to get in the Champions League and that revenue meaning I mean for, for, for seasons Spurs have, for many seasons Spurs have this ridiculous wage cap which Levy Daniel Levy would not go over it was only last season that he finally broke that wage cap and now the Canes on 200 grand a year some on 100 plus but but you know that's that's just a new thing because the fact we've now been in the Champions League for quite a few seasons running he kind of had to do it to sort of keep the top players there if, if Pochettino stays I think all those players will stay if he does go, which he may, I mean, in the end of the day, money talks, then that was without doubt be the breakup of that team, unless they appease the fans by going and getting Jurgen Klinsmann to take Mike, over. Mike, I think he's the only player that I think would, would satisfy Spurs fans if Pochettino decided to move on. Mike, does it frustrate you that you see the likes of us City fans watching, and to an extent Liverpool, Liverpool being probably a more apt comparison that last season they needed some certain players and they went out and bought those players to fill the gaps Alisson yeah but I mean Liverpool Liverpool used the Coutinho money to go and get Van Dijk uh, and all that and and you know Liverpool in fairness I think we finished above the Premier League yeah. nine out of ten times the last season and Klopp again again going back to the press and 
where their favourites are. Why isn't there this thing about, oh, Klopp could be going, play could get rid of Klopp if he doesn't finally win a trophy? It's never talked about. <laughs> he's like protected. He's got like some invisible yeah, protection problem. It's weird, isn't it? He gives hugs and stuff. It's utterly ridiculous. It's, it's talked that way. Um, look, we, we know financially we're not a global brand. Uh, I mean, Spurs have got a massive support. I mean, I think Manchester City almost like the sort of Tottenham of the North before, obviously, that the big money came in. Very sort of similar sort of fans and, and success over the years. Yeah. But we, we don't have that massive benefactor. We, we don't... The new stadium looks incredible and it's been a wonderful place to play at. Um, well, Mike, I have to say, from a, from a City fan, um, I hope that you guys continue to rise and do well because um, out of all of the other clubs, we would m- very much like it for you guys to come second in the league. Yeah, um, cheers, cheers of, for oh, coming yeah, on, yeah, Mike. Yeah, so, <laughs> please, Mike, do it. <laughs> so thank, yeah, thank you so much for coming on, Mike. Very best of luck to you. Genuinely hope you guys are runners-up to us in the league oh, yeah. above <laughs> anybody else and uh, that it long may that continue... Um, you know, for the foreseeable Gosh, future, gents. Mike, Mike's given Dave <laughs> something to go out here. Oh, that, that was brilliant. That line there, it. the Tottenham oh. of the North. Yeah, he's just that was really it. good. Yeah, I can have a little You're saving that ready. one for a rainy day. He's written it down in his notes. I've got oh, I did, yeah, I just took that as, 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 you know, means that we're real and authentic and, you know, yeah. genuine. Yeah, genuine. Yeah. If you save the day for Manchester this season, cool. Yes, Look at these two of these. I can't wait for... For come April time this show and just see these two begging us oh yeah it's never going to get that far right, right. <laughs> you two can have a little few minutes with your little cheeky grins why don't you give each other a hug or something you look so happy when we come back after the break we're going to have a little preview of all of the weekends and Monday nights Premier League games Manchester Football Social Good evening, we are back, it's Friday night and this is the last section of your Manchester Football Social. So we've had a, a little bit of lively debate so far, yeah, very polite though for us I would say. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think it's not been bad. Yeah, no, you're looking, like, you're looking all right. Yes, because sometimes we really go at each other, don't yeah, we? But I think quite it's quite polite. polite. We've been yeah, polite. Yeah, a little bit of a joke, you know, nothing serious. <laughs> it's January, everyone's a bit down in the dumps in January, we all need to be friends. Come February, you're having it, both of you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're just getting warmed up. Wait till February and we're going to start tearing strips <laughs> off each other again. <laughs> so we're going to have a little look now at the fixtures going ahead. Obviously, last weekend we had FA Cup, we've had the Carabao Cup in the week, but we're back to to the hardcore Premier League fixtures yes. for this weekend. And there's some big ones, isn't there? I do like it. I do like it when it goes all the way to Monday uh, because, you know, you've got a three-day weekend and it kind of feels like you've got a three-day weekend. Um, Although I hate Monday night games. but And you know what we never mentioned when we were talking about the Spurs game? I hate Friday night games as well. Yeah, Actually, so, that's not Spurs, That's Arsenal. United, you... against, United against Arsenal on the next round of the FA Cup is a Friday night. It's eight o'clock. It's down in Friday London. Games. Free digger. Uh, free yeah, free digger. <laughs> Uh, we'll definitely sell out our away section the last, anyway. The last Not train out of London's what, half ten <laughs> on a Friday. Is it last train oh, to London? Yeah. Will you make it? Oh, I think you'll be done, won't you? Yeah, um, I think how so. How long does the tube run on a Friday night? Uh, I think go all night, night now, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Travelling for one here as well, stick with us. Yeah, they all yeah. before they know it. Uh, yeah, but anyway, so the, there's a lot of talk about that FA Cup game. Uh, it, was it right? For Friday night fixture, 8 o'clock. Uh, it's happened now, we've got no control of it though. I hate, it. hate Friday, Friday night games, hate Monday night games. I like playing at a weekend, preferably on a Saturday at 3 o'clock. So we haven't got that this week. 
There's a lot of teams us United and City have to look out for, especially us, Dave, with mm. Arsenal, Chelsea in the um, in the ranks, you know, to that top yep. four spot. Arsenal kick off half twelve. Against West Are they going to be Dave? Please say yes. You know, West Ham one of those teams this season where they're very hot and cold. Like they can turn up and play mm-hmm. very well, and they've got a lot, of, a lot of players like Anatovic, like Felipe Anderson. That one week they'll be, you know, nine, ten out of ten type players, and the next week they won't turn up at all. And it's it's going to be a real interesting one. Again, Samir Nasri uh, could be set to make his first Premier League appearance since August 2016, and again that could make a very fluid side for um, you know for West Ham. Arsenal, though, you know, they've, they've beaten, they've done some good good stuff recently. Adam, what do you think about Samir Nasri back in the Premier League? Yeah, you stole that off me. I was just going to say two words, Samir Nasri. Um, I absolutely loved him at City. He was quite unlucky with some injuries mm. and then his, it just kind of all unravelled at the end, which is a shame, but he was he was phenomenal on his day. I, I remember, especially, remember the derby at home where he absolutely... Him, Silva, <laughs> Aguero. Aguero. Oh, it was, it was phenomenal. There was another one where you played... Um, I can't think of his name. The big Jeko Jeko up front yeah, with yeah, with yeah. Silva, Nazri, and yeah, yeah. and uh, Yaya Torre. Was that the sixth one? Nazri was brilliant. It <laughs> 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 was only three nil. But uh, no, no, back, to, back to that game. No, he's he's yeah. brilliant. He's, Has he played yet for West Ham? No, his first appearance, Premier League appearance. Oh, this do you think weekend. he's going to play? Apparently, he will be playing. So. Um, I can't see anything past Arsenal. I think Arsenal yeah. are back in their groove again after yeah. a little bit of a sticky patch. You never know with Pellegrini though. That's what he's brought to West Ham. Mm. He's brought what he had in his last season at City. You have absolutely no idea. It's going to happen. It's true. Still won the Premier League, though. You could win 4 0. No, not in his last year. Oh. You could win 4 0, or you could you could end up on a, a lovely 3 0 defeat. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it could indeed. He's, he's brought him to West Ham again. L- you get Liverpool against Brighton. That's oh. what I was going to say. Oh, Liverpool shit, versus Brighton. You two, which obviously you're. Mm. Every Liverpool game now, you must have an eye on it. Yeah, Are they going to slip up? When are they going to slip up? They've, not, they've got 19 games they've left to do it. They've had seed planted now, haven't they, it, that they can be beaten? It won't be this weekend. It won't be at Brighton. Not for me. Brighton have got a very good home record. Although I have heard that, um, I see there's no Lovren. There's worries about there being no Matip, so they're going to have to play a makeshift centre-half, which... Apparently it's going to be Fabinho. But I've seen him play centre-half against Arsenal at the Emirates in the Champions League a few seasons ago, and he was exceptional. Ah, oh, well, that's... So, well, sorry, guys. There goes all the hope. Yeah, no, he played very, very well. You know, he's one of those players that could play pretty much any position. In the, but again, you've got someone like a Glenn Murray. Yeah. Still a chance there. Physical yeah. striker up against a makeshift centre-half. We've heard it before. I think this is that bounce-back game. They've got, they've got a nice little run for now. And then we'll see how they get on in a, a few games. Nah, are you confident Brighton might get a little win? I don't see why Brighton, Brighton might not get a, you didn't, not get a win, but I fancy they might get a point, eh? I just think Liverpool have been a bit shaken now. You know, we saw it happen with us. We ended up losing three games. You know, we've been up, yeah. unbeaten until we got beat by Chelsea. And then we, nobody mm. thought Leicester or Palace yeah. were going to take points yeah. off us. Palace then uh, Leicester, wasn't it? I think this time off with the Carabao Cup going on might have given them that little benefit, actually. Yeah, it was quite interesting as well. After Brighton, they do play Palace then Leicester. Oh, 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 the big the teams. The big teams are coming out. <laughs> the value teams. Uh, Chelsea, another team we've got to keep an eye on, Dave, because obviously yeah. they're fitting that uh, spot there. Um, they're against Newcastle, who obviously we got our last win in the Premier League against. I don't know what's going to happen there. Chelsea at home, Stamford Bridge. They, they, they've struggled against Newcastle recent years. Uh, it's been one of those sort of bogey sides for them, but... 
I, you know, I don't know with whether Rafa can, you know, create anything, you know, with this Newcastle side. They're so poor to watch. Yeah. Rondon's had a decent run in the side, scored a few goals, played quite well. The big thing for Chelsea is they've got no Cesc Fabregas anymore. So they don't have that player to come on and maybe control the tempo. He's joined Monaco on a three-year deal that's been, expe- it's been expected for weeks and weeks mm-hmm. and weeks. Um, but now it's just down to Jorginho. And if Jorginho isn't, you know, on song, then you've got a problem. Chelsea have struggled. And I think that's the interesting side for Manchester United is that Arsenal and Chelsea are arguably really incon- as inconsistent as United were pre-Oligon and Solskjaer. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's a question mark, I think. This, this game, Rafa Benitez is the typical manager that will beat someone like Asari. They will sit back, be pragmatic, hit him on the break, and Man United to get into hey, the top four. All right, now. Chelsea win. Chelsea, oh, cheers, <laughs> Everything that's been said tonight and Man United in the top four seems like one of the most ridiculous things. Like, it'll, be, it'll be the, the nearly twice as much as the amount of points the game. So I think five was the biggest difference after like 13 games. Yeah. United at one point were 11. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer will literally be breaking records. Miracle-working Norwegian <laughs> legend. Indeed. Miracle-working. Is that how I'm bad you guys were? I'm tattoo. Yeah, it really was not. <laughs> yeah, we, we, weren't, we weren't great, going to be honest. Well, talking, talking of him, you've got Tottenham United then on Sunday. Okay. Go Interesting on. to know what you two think before me and Dave get involved. Mm. I think you're going to get beat. There you go. Oh, you nah. going straight <laughs> to the jugular today. I think... Well, I said to Dave before the show, 2-2. Two, two. It's, got, it's got one of those written all over it. Oh, I think, two, I think two, Ollie's going to get himself found out now. He's had a load of oh, easy games. Yeah. He's had a load of <laughs> easy, easy games. He's got you all excited. You're all getting giddy again. You're going to play a decent team now. You're going to get yourselves walloped and you're going to come back down to earth. Pop that balloon, boys. But I think the big thing with United recently, you know, you take the FA Cup game last season, um, the semi-final. I think United played really well, pressing Spurs out of the back and upset their rhythm. And if Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's brought something to Man United, it's that aggression going forward. And I think yeah. you've got the likes of Marcus Rashford that can run the channels, that can get behind the Spurs fullbacks. That is what I would be working on in Dubai. In, in yes, exactly. Are they in Dubai? Yeah, yeah they were in, in Dubai. Dubai. Yeah, so I nice so in the semis, right? isn't it? I yeah, think we should do a football social in Dubai, shouldn't we? Hell yeah. Oh, we've got too many fixtures so I, we Sorry. can't make it <laughs> Alex do you not want United to win Alex because you know I don't, I don't. Alex yeah, who's Alex I do sorry, <laughs> sorry. it's alright it's right. I'm going to call I'm you James from I've lost my head it's right. I do you not want us to win to. do I want you to win ah <laughs> oh, no no just like Mike said before I don't I don't think Tottenham are going to be the threat at the end of the season I, I don't think, think so. they could and be I've a quite, dark horse. I, I think it could be quite funny if if it's all been this social, this social, that, and then it just goes. Mm. But like I said, I, I think it's got draw. God. Pop. And then on Monday night. It's not going to be a pop. We're going to win, aren't we, Dave? Pop. Yeah, 10 0. Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh yes. Joe. I, you... I hope the Wembley scoreboard can deal with that. <laughs> yeah. Joe, you were like, Dave, we are going to win it on Wednesday. I just said we weren't. That, that was... <laughs> No, I'm, I'm quietly comfortable, uh, comf- comfort- comfortable, confident with the form. I think the big thing with Spurs yeah. is a lot of goals. Yeah. But at the same time, yeah, we've probably got to move on to the Manchester City game yeah, versus yeah. Wolverhampton Wanderers. It's nearly the end of the show now, um, <laughs> so we'll quickly squeeze in City Wolves. Um, boys, any? Do you think? What do you think? Wolves are going to do anything? Raúl Jiménez, man in form, he could be a guy that could cause City some problems. I hope Adama Traore plays, and that's going to come back and bite me. But. He's the best worst player I've ever seen. He's really, <laughs> he's actually quite good really to good at dribbling. He's quite good to watch because he's so clumsy. Can't make but, a decision to save uh, his life. This, what, is, this is payback for me. What are you going for then? Payback. What's your prediction? Three one. Three one. Payback because yeah. I'm, I've I still my most disliked player this year is Willy Bolly. 
Oh, I, love, I absolutely love Willy Bolly. What that, a hero. that handball haunts me every day. I work with someone who's a Wolves fan, and that haunts me every single day. So. Willy Bolly, uh, I, you know what? We can, I want City to win because it keeps the pressure on Liverpool. I can't, won't, don't want Liverpool to win. Dave's just facepalm. I don't want Liverpool to win. So uh, come on, City against Wolves. I say two 0 Nice. I, clean sheet is what I'm hoping for. I, whatever, one nil, two nil is fine with me. I just really want us to start getting clean sheets again because it's been a it's been a wee while in the mm. in the league. Yeah. Right, lovely. Well, thank you so much, guys. You know, we didn't even get a chance to talk about the spy that Leeds have sent to Derby. Oh, yes. so you should, nice we, have, we you got we, some of that. Yeah. We've, we've, not got, we've not got time to do oh. it, but I'll tell you what, should we intro it for the yeah, podcast? Yeah, we'll do a little podcast We're going to intro it for the podcast. The if, you're not, if you're not listening to our podcast, do subscribe to it. It is amazing. And thank you very much for listening. We are back on Sunday night, and then we will see you next Friday. Have a lovely weekend. Right, so the show's just finished, and yes. um, as you'll know, we ran out of time. We wanted to talk about this. Well, I, I want to hear about it. This apparently Leeds sent a spy down to the Derby um, training ground. What, and, Unbelievable and story. What's happened? Someone tell me. Dave, Dave, you give me the you, you give the actual story from today, and then I'll give you a weird story. So today, um, apparently, <laughs> the this. Derby County reported that there was a random individual outside their ground acting suspiciously. The police, I, I do believe, were called, um, and this man was revealed to be a Leeds United employee armed with a change of clothes and some um, equipment to open up barbed wire. <laughs> That's unbelievable, <laughs> isn't it? It's I'm, absolutely unbelievable. I mean, it's, it's brilliant because at, at most training grounds, apart from the, the bigger clubs now, you can still see it anyway. Yeah. The yeah. fact that you had a pair of pliers. Yeah. What are the pliers for? Just try and get in, I Just think. in case. But I like it. I like it. I think it's f- the future of football. And spying. <laughs> spying. <laughs> Let's bring spies by. Sen- <laughs> Senor Bielsa has got form for this. Mm. Which is, Previous. Which is fantastic. This is the best story I've read all day. I'll credit him. It's a guy on Twitter called Dan Edwards Goal. And he's brought up this story and he's, it's all credit and everything. So go and have a look. Bielsa has previous to this. During his time in Chile, he hired a 20-year-old ex-schoolmate of his daughter, just in case this wasn't weird enough, (laughs) to travel across the world gathering information on his team's opponents. Okay, that sounds like a scout. It gets weirder. It's, well, I don't think it's quite a scout when it's, it's not official and there's some pictures of him just looking Gathering like a member info. of the public. Doesn't okay. even know Blending him. in. This year, that very 20-year-old ex-schoolmate of his daughter from 10 years ago has now become manager of a Chilean team. You're joking. Aged 30. So whatever scouting he was doing definitely paid off because look at him now. He was getting some detailed so, reports on the opponents. So it. come back in 10 years and whoever that guy from Leeds was, you'll see him in charge of Leeds. It's Absolutely fantastic. I mean, it's probably highly illegal, so don't should call it, it, should call it. it fantastic. It really is the oh. weirdest story that I've heard in such a yeah. long time, but I'm <laughs> desperate to read more about it now. It's brilliant. I think all Premier League clubs should get spies, spies. and make it a bit I'll, more fun. I'm make it like the Cold United War, right? <laughs> yeah, we're going to get a picture of Joe at the city training ground now. We'll look out for this guy. If you need any like help making your like outfits, like a, yeah. we can make you into yes. a bush or <laughs> a, a post or... Man. Yeah, you know, Bushman. You need any any ideas there, mate? Come give me a call. We'll do it, we'll do it together, man. Just yeah. take, he's taken mind games to a whole new level. Yeah, no, imagine yeah. that. Although, I, I if if Leeds have been beaten by uh, Derby after tonight, then Ooh. all the other way round, if if Derby lose, it's just a great excuse, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, he must have spied on us. Yeah. <laughs> great information. Well, yeah. well, thank you, thank you so much for listening. Staying on there at the end of the podcast to hear that completely random story. And thanks for finding that, guys. I, I very much enjoyed that. <laughs> I very much enjoyed that indeed. Lovely. Have a great weekend, everybody. And uh, you know, hopefully, City will beat Wolves. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.